Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome to Sportsbeat After Hours. I am your host, Hemahimuli Jr., and my other host, the host with the most, the local lovable Canuck himself, Zachary Hicken. Oh, Canada. Yeah, we're uh, <laughs> recording during game six of the NBA Finals between Canada and America. Yeah, the Great Civil War. Yes, the Great Divide, the North versus the South. Um... So yeah, like we said, the game is in progress. And we're going to be making predictions on what we think is going to happen during the game, who we think is going to win. How far along are we? Uh, it's like halfway through the second quarter right okay. now. But we are not alone in the studio today. We're not? We are not. We are joined by one of the digital producers of kslsports.com, serving up sizzling hot takes with a Boom. side of potatoes. <laughs> He's... Dishing out grills left and right, burning people on the social media <laughs> with uh, some medium rare takes. It's Trevor T Bone <laughs> Allen. I, I I knew that you we were going to get to that point. I knew he's so angry right yeah. now. The minute you end up saying medium rare, I almost walked out the door. <laughs> straight out of Magna. Uh, straight out of Magna. Straight out of Magna. A crazy dude named T Bone. What's up, dude? Oh, it's we're really happy good to be here. We're happier on the pod. We're super. It, it's excited. been a long awaited journey. We've been circling this for a long time because, um, well, we had to like make a bet with Trevor to bring him on the podcast before. Our other kslsports.com digital producer, mm-hmm. Austin Facer, because um, we like we like to make fun of not only ourselves, Hema and I, but we like to kind of poke the bear a little bit with other people. And Trevor, just, um, just me, his, not his really nickname, else. as you guys have noticed, is T Bone. And so, if you've ever seen those Animorph um, books from like the 90s where it had like a kid morphing into like a, an animal, like a horse or a, right. a reptilian of some sort, a chameleon maybe. Um, I made one of those of Trevor turning into a T-bone steak. At least I am delicious. <laughs> hey, hey, delicious, absolutely. I mean, there's nothing better. I love steaks. At like IHOP than to go and get I like hopped, a T-bone steak with Jeez. like a side of, of like. A, a flapjack? Sunny side. No, no, no. <laughs> not, not, not flapjacks. You get it with like sunny side up eggs. 
I've but never had sunny side up eggs. I we, haven't done it since I was like in sixth well, grade, but I did that once when I was in sixth grade. It was great. It was probably the best steak I ever had. Not really, but <laughs> I was um, gonna say, where else have you this gone? Is, this is a Canadian thing. What? No, just kidding. Like what the sunny about, side what, up eggs? Okay, where where are you at on bacon? Best bacon you've ever had? Uh, Canadian bacon? No, I'm actually not a fan of Canadian bacon because I don't Isn't like it ham. Isn't it just ham? Yeah, Canadian bacon is just ham, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just like I don't know why they I have to call it Canadian bacon. Di- maybe they're I think like it's jealous of a little different. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I could, don't think could Canadian could a, ham's good. Could a Canadians be jealous of American bacon, even though it's not really American bacon? Everyone has it. I don't know. I'm, maybe I don't know. Hema, do you like Hawaiian pizza? <laughs> no, I like Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> this is an inside joke. <laughs> yeah, this is an inside joke. Because someone assumed incorrectly. That I like Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> By the way, there is a reason why I wanted to be on on this podcast before Austin Facer. For one, that was my whole goal. As soon as I I was nice. hired here, and I found out you guys had a podcast, and that you guys were toying between me and Austin, I said my goal. Yeah. Like, even talking to bosses, anything like that. I don't want to raise. I don't yeah. want to get promoted. I want to be on Sports Beat After Hours before Boom. Austin Facer. That's what I'm talking All about. All right. In lieu of a raise for the next three years. <laughs> he did He did beat Austin, the, the, though, so. Uh, and I'm also, I'm also on your guys' logo. That's true. Yes. You if are. you guys notice, not only do we have a DeLorean. And do we have a unicorn? We have a lone wolf. We have a lone wolf. Sorry. Yes. I knew it was a mythical creature of some sort. <laughs> we have a T-bone steak on there. So shouts, shouts to, to Trevor. Just, Trevor. Just, you know, awesome things. And all of a sudden you see a T-bone steak. <laughs> the most random thing you could it, put on a logo awesome. of a podcast. You know, it is awesome because you obviously created it. But Explosions. It, but Explosions. It, it also took... Austin Facer to point out to me that there was a T-bone steak on that logo because I saw it. And I'm like, oh, that that's actually really cool. Never even noticed. There's a lot of T-bone steak. In, that's uh, hilarious in our podcast artwork. But anyway, uh, we are here today to uh, discuss the happenings of BYU, and we're talking BYU not because we enjoy it, because as everyone out here knows. KSL hates BYU. Yep. <laughs> Trevor, um, you were in that video. Yes. I was in that video. How was in that video. How did you feel about uh, your your fame and, and notoriety going up? I, I just say, I'm thinking you about- one line, sup. Well, it wasn't even nods. sup. Like, I was told to just do that little what up nod. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not like actually say anything until Mitch actually said something to me. Yeah. But then by then, the camera already moved. I love the idea, uh-huh. which which was Hema's idea. I thought it was brilliant. I felt like maybe take away some of Tom's uh, movement and lines <laughs> and put a little more towards me. Other than that, I'm basically going to be hiring an agent. Let's just put it that yeah. way. Yeah, cool. Nice. You know, that, that's the next step in in this journey of uh, media, right? Yeah, I mean, you've got to get an agent if you want to be more notorious. But. And, and it's true. And it's it, I'm excited to talk BYU sports, too, with Trev because, like, I mean – it, it was kind of a tongue-in-cheek joke. You know, he was decked out in Utah gear. But he does like Utah. He does follow Utah. Um, in fact, he wrote an awesome article at kslsports.com. Um, do you about want to talk? Zane Beatles, yeah. About Zane Beatles, yeah. Yeah, so uh, former Ute Zane Beatles played in the in the uh, NFL for nine years, decided to hang it up. Um, played for the Falcons for six games last year, was signed back in October. Uh, play, played six games. You know, the Falcons weren't really all that good, but he, he did get some playing time, and then he, he basically decided he was done. Um, I've actually gotten to know Zane over the years, you know, whenever he, he's had his uh, foundation golf tournament. Mm-hmm. And from my time working in radio, you know, so I just 
I thought maybe I'd hit him up and cool. see if I could talk to him about his career because he got to play in Super Bowl Forty Eight, which as a Bronco fan was not very memorable because uh-huh. it was a forty-eight <laughs> three loss to the Seattle Seahawks. Um, but you know, playing for the Forty ers playing for the Jaguars, he's he he's had a very filled career, and also playing in that uh, Sugar Bowl win back in two thousand nine mm-hmm. with the University of Utah. But yeah, so I mean, you got you guys are saying you know things about BYU. I do like BYU. I've just covered the Utes for let's see eight years, um, and when you're tied to a team, you kind of gain an affinity for them. Yeah, and you know, even going into my my my, my radio job, I was I was a Ute fan. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone else in my family, my mom, my dad, my my two brothers are all BYU fans. Oh, I did not know. Yeah, that. I'm, you're I'm a twin brother. Ute. Yeah, yeah, twin brother, and then my older brother as well. But my wife is an Aggie, so we've got oh, the whole we've got the whole local thing going okay. on. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so I've always followed the Utes and cool. like them, but I do follow BYU, like BYU, just not when they're playing Utah. Well, like, here's <laughs> the thing, that. too, that I don't think fans understand. Like, we as media members, yeah. and I've harped on this a couple times on the podcast, um, we as media members, like, want all the local teams to do good. And we, absolutely, those of us who grew up locally, like, may have certain affiliations that we want some teams to do better than others but it makes our jobs a lot more fun when everyone's doing good because Mm -hmm. we get more opportunities to Mm -hmm. travel we get to go to bowl games we get to go to the big games when the teams are doing well yeah um like when they're playing nationally uh renowned programs uh we're more likely to go to those and then um late games that matter you know, Utah State had a great season last year. We went to Colorado State and Boise State to go cover those games because they were important games. Yeah. We didn't go to Albuquerque. I went to Albuquerque. Um, yeah. And then for Utah as well, we went to Colorado to see them wrap up the Pac-12 championship. Mm-hmm. Um, Pac-12 South championship, excuse me. And then we went to uh, San Jose for the Pac-12 championship game. Anyway, so I just think that's like one misconception that fans have, but... Um, yeah, we're, we're uh, talking BYU today because BYU Media Day is coming up on Tuesday. Um, we talked with Mitch Harper, our BYU insider, last week about maybe some storylines that we are expecting to come out. Um, some are more likely than others, but it looks like some things are coming down the pipeline, starting to come to fruition mm-hmm. with uh, maybe there's a uniform leak that's going around really for BYU fans. Yeah. We're good. Okay, let's retweet it from our uh, it's, after uh, hours account. White I, and no. royal. So white, all white, all white too? with royal trim. So it's basically like so the also flip say version like, on, on of the, the chest, royal, royal strong and true. <laughs> is that what? Is that no, what on the nameplate. Yes. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> on the back. Oh yeah, on the back. Forget about your guys' last name. Royal strong and true. Yes. yes. Uh, you're, you're either gonna have one of those, one of those yes. on the back. Um, uh, but yeah, there's a there's some images circulating around. I think it was the blue brethren that. Leaked it. Okay. Um, so I don't know how real they are. They look legit. They look like they were done um, at like a, a BYU photo shoot, but it's pretty easy if you have someone that's good at Photoshop to inverse like those colors. Yeah, like Hema. Yeah. I'm looking right at Hema as he says that, and he's like, maybe I'm getting some ideas. <laughs> I'm I'm super excited. I mean, I know. So as far as uniforms go, I'm a huge uniform nerd. Yeah, he I is, love all this for stuff. For sure. Like, like his very first article was about the the history <laughs> of, of uh, jerseys for Real Salt Lake. Yeah. yeah. And it's and actually like Utah f- equipment has like a mm-hmm. 
bracket ology yeah. kind of thing with you do oh, uniforms. You, you equipment sweet. is one of my favorite it's Twitter a great follows, just because um, they do a really good job marketing like what uniform combinations that they're going to wear, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, but there's so many of them, too. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's ridiculous. it's crazy just between BYU, Utah, and Utah State, the number of combinations that each of these schools have. Um, and it looks like, like I said, that BYU is going to be getting another one. Um, an all-white royal, and I'm sure that we'll probably see that a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'm sure that they'll probably wear a white with the royal trim with royal pants at one point. So those are two more uniform combinations that they can wear. We don't know if we're going to get a black jersey this year. It's been a few years since they've worn it. I think it's 2015 was the last time they did. Um, So I guess we'll see. So, Hema, what is your favorite BYU uni combo? My favorite one... Probably the all royals yeah. with the white trim. Um, the, it's Was just that the clean. one they wore in the potato bowl? Yes, yeah. okay. yes, yes, those ones. Um, I do think their classic combination, which is the white top with the maroon bottoms, mm-hmm. is a good one too. It's just like that's just what they wore back in the day. You know what I'm talking about, right? It's the white top with the navy stripes, but then they, they wear navy bottoms. Oh, you said maroon. Oh, did I say maroon? Sorry. <laughs> so I meant, no, no, I meant navy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. The, um, yeah, those are probably my second favorite just because they're super classic. So my personal favorite, and I know this is super unpopular with BYU fans because they think that there is some bad luck with this uniform combination. Uh-huh. But it's the all-whites. Interesting. When BYU played Virginia at home, I think it was in 2000, I think that was 2015, yeah. Okay. Um, day game. Clean color combination. It looks great. They also wore it the next season. No, sorry. It was 2014 that they played Virginia. 2015, they also wore it against Boise State okay. in the second Hail Mangum game. Right. Um, it's one of my favorite uniform combinations that BYU does. They usually do it for like one or two games each year. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like the royal top with the white pants. Okay. It's just- a classic look. Um, it's really clean. Uh, it looks good. It's a little bit different color royal than what the what than what BYU wore back in the eighties and nineties that yeah. fans are used to. But it pops, and yeah. the merchandise that they sell with it actually looks really good. Yeah. So I'm a big fan <laughs> of that. Um, and then uh, yeah, and you can't go wrong with the 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 navy as well. Uh, what about you, Trav? Do you have a favorite BYU combination? BYU. Yeah. Um, I'm probably gonna go with the ones that. You know the Royals, yeah the the blue top and yeah. the bottoms. Yeah, I mean I got to tell you that that Utah. What, what year was it? Was it last year? No, there was a year when Utah wore all red and mm-hmm. BYU wore all blue, mm-hmm. and it was the best looking uh, game. I think 2012. Yeah, okay. They, that, they, that was that the three ago. field goal game. I was. Um, Didn't they also do the all red and the all Royals in this last game? They do it for most of the games, but that I think that year, 2012, it was the all red and all navy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was all red and navy top with white pants. That's okay. the game where, Which, like, the the suspender boy came out and, like, was harassing oh, Bronco. Yeah. And got um, punked. Yeah, but, I mean, they always wear the home-and-home home uniforms for, like, all the games right. in, the, like, the Desert First Duel. Well, and th- and that's only happened since they they left being being in the same conference because conference rules, you have, right. to, yeah. you have to have one home, one away. But now that they're not in a conference, as long as they get it approved, they're able to each wear red and blue. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and so, then, so last year, no, so last year Utah wore their all red mm-hmm. with their red helmet, which is a great look. But BYU wore their blue tops and white bottoms. That's so right. I think it was 2000, 
Shoot, I'm trying to think. This isn't great podcasting. I think it was 2014 or 15 when BYU brought back. Yeah, it was 2014 when BYU brought back their royal uniforms. Um, And, uh, oh no, that's Utah State. Hmm. They wore all royals against Utah State in 2014, but uh, anyway. Oh, no, 2013. 13. Sorry, 2013. It. it was 13. Uh, sorry, we don't have the best memories for this type of stuff. That's why we're behind the scenes. It's, a, it's a really long time, by the way. <laughs> yeah. it's been a long uh, and time. it's been, I mean, there's just so much history between these two teams. It's hard to remember what happens every single year. Sure. Um, but I'm sure that there are a lot of people listening to this right now just cringing. Just like, oh my gosh, these eyes. idiots, how do they work in the media? <laughs> Dang it, I can do much better. It's yeah. called a script, people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's called fashion. Ever heard of it? Yeah. No, it's, it's also called Google. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, so that's uh, one of the storylines that we may see come to fruition. Maybe that's something that doesn't come out until fall camp or when the sure. schedule's announced. Um, when they put out like their cool schedule graphics with like what uniforms you need to wear for those games. Um, but the other storyline, and this is actually a big one. I talked about it last week. What is the future of BYU and ESPN's contract? And according to reports from multiple outlets, it looks like those conversations are kind of coming to a close and they're getting ready to put a bow on it. And I'm assuming the next stage in this relationship the details are going to be announced at BYU Media Day. Yeah. And that's um, it's a natural too. time to announce it. Um, it's BYU is always looking for a way to announce something big. Mm-hmm. Um, and this would be it. We don't know what the details are yet. We don't know if BYU is going to be getting just the ESPN treatment. We don't know if they're going to get a certain games, certain allotment of games that are going to be on the ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know, you know, how many. Uh, games might end up on ABC, but the thing that's big about this is it shows the value that BYU provides to ESPN. They're good partners. It helps BYU with scheduling, getting big for sure. Um, brand name college uh, programs to schedule games because they get the promise that hey, you're either going to be on ABC or VESPN, right? Um, and then it, it's good money wise for BYU too. They're you know, they're not quite to that P5 level, but they're a step above what teams make in the group of five. Yeah. And and it's such a – we knew that a deal was going to be made. It's just the details of, like, what exactly is going to happen is what we're waiting for. Um, you know, BYU classically is ready to play anyone anytime, and that's a big deal for ESPN um, to have a team that is willing to go into any slot, even a crappy – Eight thirty kick, yeah, yeah, ten o'clock kick. As long as as they don't have any certain conference commissioner wasting all your money on ridiculous (laughs) stuff, and moving moving your uh, headquarters to like like the most expensive place in America, rents like twelve million a month. Yeah, Uh, obviously it's not twelve million a month, but it's like it's a ridiculous amount of money. (laughs) It's crazy. Um, And yes, I am talking to you, Larry Scott. (laughs) Ah. So, um, yeah, so BYU Media Day coming up soon. Um, we'll have more on that a little bit later. Yeah, so we'll. Uh, Trevor's going to be there. Yeah. I'm going to be there. I am actually heading south of the border. Yeah. Uh, the Salt Lake County, Utah County border. <laughs> I didn't mean out lines. So, uh, yeah, he's going into enemy lines. Wearing a huge shirt. <laughs> I've already you know, got it approved I'll by I'll say Nate. this about BYU and its media day. I haven't been to any other media days yet. I'm going to Pac-12 media day in mm-hmm. July. Um, but... BYU Media Day always brings it. It's a great um, showcase for the program and everything that they have to offer. They put together a great um, 
uh, product marketing wise with um, it's very organized is the other nice thing is you get to every single player that you want to get to mm-hmm. and they really accommodate to you. But the, the best part about it is the swag. They give out a swag bag that's like what? top of the line. It's worth going. Like get out of here. Oh yeah, my the gosh. swag bag. Yeah, so I think three years ago I got like a, a portable charger. What? Uh, two years ago, man, I can't remember what I got. Uh, I think I got like a really nice like leather bound like uh, jer- like notepad. Okay. Um, and then maybe the, maybe that was this last year. And then two years ago I got like a BYU blanket. Like just a throw wow. blanket, yeah. So they actually give out like some pretty, pretty good sick. stuff. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see what they bring out this year. It's like technically my day off, but I volunteered very willingly to go. Of just course you did. It's yeah. very fun. It, well, it's just a fun event to go cover. And content wise, you get a ton of content that we're going to run for this whole summer. And it's hard if you miss it to catch up yeah. later on. And so it's good to know kind of what's going on. And so yeah, we're going to have you KSL Sports. And KSLSports.com are going to have you covered in every which way, digital, TV, radio. I'm sure there will be some podcast um, content that will be coming down the line with Cougar Tracks that is coming back out soon. So be on the lookout for uh, the next couple of weeks for I all the news actually, that's coming out. You know, just, just to kind of go off of the whole media day thing, I've only been to one BYU media day. And that was when I was a live remote tech, so I would set oh. up the radio equipment to broadcast live down there. That was like seven years ago. But... For Pac-12, I'm glad that they moved it to one day because two days right. is freaking nuts. Because I I have I have produced on on the radio side Pac-12 Media Days uh-huh. for four years, and they are the two most days I dread the most. Really? Yeah. Yes, because it is so long, so much going on, and I'm, and I'm glad that they can pack it into one day because of what of what they used to do. So you you always had. TV was in one area, okay, and and you got two players from from every team and the the coach. Then you had Radio Row, to where you had all the radio stations from all the markets in the right. the Pac twelve, and then they would they basically what they would do is just bring each person down and and they would give you a tentative schedule of who was coming, but a lot of the time you would have twenty minute breaks in between players. Oh. And there were like some years where you'd go back to back to back to back, and then you'd have an hour break, and then back to back to back to back. And it, it yeah. was it's crazy as a producer. Uh-huh. It's nuts. Like I've always had to have a staff, like all hands on deck, to make sure you have everything edited and, and ready to go and out for for the public to hear if they missed it in their cars. So in radio, it's a little bit different, but I'm glad that they put it all together now, so you just get it done. Yeah. Rather than having to drag it out for two days, because for me, two days, it's a lot. It really is. It, yeah. It, I mean. BYU Media Day is tough, and it's like by, you know, 4 o'clock, you've put in like a nine-hour day, and then you still have to go back to the station and do like a 10 o'clock package, and what's going on at 6, and so... I'm glad I don't have TV problems. Yes, it's <laughs> a long day, and sure. like for those of you that are like, oh, you work nine hours by like 4 or 5 o'clock, we work very odd schedules. We're usually here until like midnight, and so... We're here for like 10 plus hours. Yes, usually. we like live here. Um, by the way, I'm actually doing a really awesome like shift... And you know, props to our boss Nate Nate Dowdle. I'm working one thirty to ten right now, mm-hmm. and then I have to, and then I'm starting at seven a.m. tomorrow. Yeah, see, that's the, just do, like the world of sports because like you just yeah. have like the, some of the strangest things um, that just people don't get. They're like, oh, don't you just get to go to the games and but it have is awesome. so much fun? And yeah, it, it, it is awesome. It's the best job that you can imagine. But sports it's also is like, the best industry to work in. It's it's 
it's it's a grind. Yeah, it is a grind. I mean, because you are just basically out whenever the sports are out, and so uh, it's fun to watch. Um, but sometimes moments that you cover aren't super fun to watch, uh, like that baseball guy that was yeah. blowing chunks on the mound. Yeah, so, Did you see that? Um, yeah, Hammett tagged me in this post yesterday <laughs> of this guy. I don't know how old it is. I don't know if it happened last week. I don't know if it happened five years ago. But it's like this guy like commentating on this pitcher who just came into a game, and he won't stop throwing up. <laughs> he like barfs like three times. Yeah. The first time, like a little bit of barf comes out. Wait, the second where is this? I gotta go check this yeah, out. I'll tell uh, you it was on it Instagram. It, Turn the volume down though, because we um, don't want to get an explicit tag. But <laughs> oh, I, anyway, I don't even have it, my, my volume up. It was uh, it was pretty funny, and it reminded me of a moment that I had in high school, um, my my junior year. Um, so I played uh, I played baseball uh, in high school, and um, during the off season in like the summer, you have like a summer league. In the fall, you have like a fall league. And so during the summer, um, I would go work during the day for uh, one of my neighbors, and uh, we would go out and paint houses. And so I'm painting apartments for uh, my neighbor, family, friend, and we're like locked in this um, apartment, just getting all the fumes, okay, absorbing all the fumes all the time. <laughs> and so like um, I did this for like six weeks straight. We're like. First thing I'd do in the morning is I'd go to like our morning baseball lift. And this is where it begins is like my day begins at like 6 a.m. I'm going to like the gas station, getting a Mountain Dew and mixing it with pre-workout. Okay. Not oh. a great idea. <laughs> yeah, but like I horrible. needed it because I was just dragging. Okay? okay. I'd get done at like 8 o'clock. We'd lift. We'd go do long toss, go do some running. And then I'd go down to Provo and I'd go and paint these apartments and like – um do the carpeting and stuff like that. But like my main job at this point was painting. And so, um, me and this other kid, we'd go down and paint and we'd paint for like six or eight hours. And then I'd have a game at like, um, at like six o'clock at night. So that day we were playing up at Ben Lomond high school up in Ogden. Um, and, uh, I just remember I, the whole time I just had this splitting headache. I didn't feel good. My stomach hurt. And, Again, the whole time that I'm like painting houses, I was drinking a mixture of like Kool Aid and Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just, you know, the dumb stuff you do in high school when you're a 16 year old, you know? Yeah. And so, and then I took, I was like mixing Kool Aid and I had it like in a cooler that I'd been drinking like during the game. You know, probably not great electrolyte balance. I was probably had way too much sugar. Um, I hadn't really eaten for the day. I think I had, had like Taco Bell. Anyway, first at bat of the game, I was always I always I'm a nervous puker and when I get like anxiety before like sporting events I would always puke okay okay? and so this first just came out with this first at bat I'm leading off and uh, I'm not feeling good already yeah and I step up to the plate and I just like immediately as I step into the box I barf all over home plate <laughs> like all over the the, the uh um, like whips splashing. out his little brush and it's starts like splashing on the catcher's <laughs> shoes and he's just looking at me like you idiot <laughs> like what are you doing and like everyone like in the dugouts and in the field is just like oh Dude. that's so nasty <laughs> yeah like it it was disgusting and it was just straight like Kool-Aid and Mountain Dew and like a little bit of like 
At least, Taco at least, Bell. At least it was. Oh, Taco. Whoa, Taco yeah, Bell. It was mostly oh, liquid, gross, but like there was like. I, I was say, I remember it tasting like a little bit of If it was just the drinks, but if it's Taco Bell in there, that that I don't know if you can get much worse. And so I. I was just vomiting. Yeah. And finally, like, I, I kind of get composure, and I step out of the box. The ump is just, after, like, after staring at me. just like, what? The person on third the is like, there's no way. Yeah. They're like, I am not going yes. home. <laughs> um, not until you spray that off with a garden hose. Anyway, I just, I I vividly remember that. And, like, was like it I the said, most embarrassing thing you've ever? No, we'll get to that. Okay. But, like I said, I was, I was like, a nervous puker, and so I would puke. I wrestled in high school. Yeah. This has to do with the second story. I wrestled in high school. I puked before every single match that I wrestled. <laughs> every single match without fail. Or to make no, weight? it wasn't to make weight. No, it's um, like an M&M before just, like, a rap battle kind of thing. I would like go and, yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Mom's spaghetti. So I'd like, I'd be warming up, and for some reason before I'd have to step on the mat, I'd have to go find a garbage can and puke. And it, it was just Interesting. a way for me to get ready. And yeah. so... My friends would get, always call get me. jacked up. As you're my like, friends would always make fun of me. I don't think I've puked since I graduated from high yeah. school. Um, but yeah, it was never to make weight. My second embarrassing story was actually to make weight. Okay, um, my sophomore year. Um, I hated having to make weight when I was in wrestling. We uh, we were <laughs> wrestling. You just gotta be in, heavyweight, and then you never have yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. I, I almost just thought about it. I was like, screw um, it. So my my sophomore year. Uh, we were wrestling at the Viewmont tournament. Um, I think it's called South the Viewmont End. Classic. Oh, um, it's like the week before Christmas, um, and usually by that point uh, in wrestling, after the first couple of weeks during tournaments, they add on a pound to your weight class for like the first day, two pounds for the second day. Okay. So um, this was before the weight classes changed. So it was one forty, one forty five, one fifty two, one sixty. Anyway, I was wrestling at one forty five for the first part of the season. And you do, like, a hydration test at the beginning of the season, and it tells you when you can move down a weight class, like, by losing weight in a healthy way. So I was told that that weekend I could drop to the 140 weight class by weighing 141 since I got that extra pound. So I, you know, work super hard the whole week, cut weight. I make weight the first day by, like, two pounds. I weigh at, like, 139. Oh, wow. So I'm I'm ecstatic. I hadn't eaten for, like, 18 hours. And so after we make weight, you know, you kind of gorge yourself you with food. Up. Yeah, you load up a little bit, get your energy up, and you go out and wrestle. I had a pretty good tournament, um, and I was actually doing really well against these guys that were smaller than what I typically was used to wrestling. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd kind of been eating food throughout the whole day, drinking. And then after the the matches ended for the day, um, we were driving back to our hotel that we were staying at. And our uh, coach had the bus driver go and drop us off at like a little strip mall Mm -hmm. um, with some food. It had like a Wendy's, Panda Express, Subway. And 16-year-old me is like, oh, my gosh, Panda Express. This is like cuisine. Like this is (laughs) what I want. So I go in and I go and get noodles and double orange chicken. Oh, orange chicken. And then like a tall Mountain Dew. I have a problem with Mountain Dew. You guys okay. already know that. Listeners might not know that. I have a problem with Mountain Dew. I've actually got, I have, I actually have the same problem, but with uh, Dr. Pepper. Okay. But carry on. So <laughs> I get on the bus, and I just start pounding this Panda Express. And I finish it all by before the time we get back to the hotel. And so we get back to the hotel, and I'm like, oh, crap. I need to make weight still. So I go and step on the scale, 
I'm like 146, so I'm like four <laughs> pounds over like what I need to weigh wow. the next morning. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, doing the math in my head, I'm like, okay, if I if I use the restroom tomorrow or like before I weigh in, like that's like a pound and a half. I usually sleep off a pound, like I usually lose a pound at night. So I'm doing the math in my head. I I'm wish like, I could. <laughs> okay, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I should be able to with our warm ups and everything. If I wear an extra hoodie, um, make weight. You should have so, just taken a five pound dump. That's yeah. what you should have done. <laughs> well, that's good advice. <laughs> but but by the way, would you also like from, from what? Because I I also had the the same problem, but not for that tournament. It was it, because when I wrestled, it was in junior high, mm-hmm. so you always had like district tournament. Would you like? I, w- I was always told because there were, there was like one one ma- uh, tournament where I had I was like a pound away, mm-hmm. and so you know I'm 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 in sweats like three hoodies, hoods on, everything, and I'm just like jogging in place, jogging around Hunter High School. Yeah. And and then I'm, I'm having to, and they actually told me to spit, just spit out See, saliva. Spit, oh, yeah. Spitting was one thing. We'd always like suck Jolly Ranchers and like spit in like a water bottle. You'd fill it up and then you'd dump it out. Um, and you just keep doing that. That was usually what we do during the bus ride. And so um, I go to bed that night and we <laughs> created this like makeshift like nest for me to sleep in under the hotel or it was like more of like a motel. Okay. The motel room heater and we turned the heat up all the way. Oh, I slept like in a hoodie and sweats and then put like all the blankets and sheets from the room over top of the heater to kind of trap it all and to just kind of like make myself sweat. Jeez. Um that's well, crazy. That didn't work because the next morning I wake up and I'm still like three pounds overweight. What? And I do not have to go to the bathroom. And so I'm freaking out. So I go out and it's like 4.30 in the morning and we have to leave to the tournament at 6. And so I start running outside <laughs> of the hotel, running stairs, running out in the parking lot, all that stuff. And I'm freaking out. And um, so we get we drive over to the tournament and... Um, I'm running sprints up and down the bus aisle <laughs> while you're, on, while our you're way, driving <laughs> on our way over to the uh, on our way over to Viewmont High School. Okay, get to Viewmont High School, and our coach is like, "Why is Hicken running so much?" And they're like, "Oh, he's like three pounds overweight." And so he sticks me in the middle of the mat, and they do like a king of the mat thing where they have like six different people around me coming at me and just wrestling until one of us scores a point. Okay, and then. Once one of us scores a point, it's not king of the mat where the person who wins stays in. I stay in the middle. Okay. And so people keep going oh, in and they do that for out. like five minutes at a time. And then I'd have to go run sprints mm-hmm. during for like a minute. And so I am wearing like three hoodies, three pairs of sweats, and I'm sweating up a storm. Anyway, time calls. They call my name to go weigh in. And I strip down to my underwear and I'm like four ounces over. And I'm just like, oh, crap. I have to do this. I step off the scale, drop my pants, <laughs> buck naked, step on the <laughs> no scale, and I make a towel up? even. No, no one put a towel up or anything. I just <laughs> had to cover That's myself with my in, hands. That's what they do in MMA when they're really close to, right. to so missing So I, I had to cover myself with my hands in front of the entire <laughs> gym. I had to weigh in naked. I made weight, though. And then I won my next two matches. So your, your uh, boxers were four ounces? Yeah, because they were soaked. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. So that was like my other embarrassing. I actually, moment I actually did not. I actually did not think you were gonna say you. I thought you he was gonna uh, do another bar story. story. I actually thought he was gonna say, "I okay, I really gotta do this." Like step off the scale, no. barf, and then <laughs> yeah. go back on. No, um, yeah, I had to. I had to weigh in naked in front of an entire gym at a wrestling tournament. It was. 
How, how many the people were there? The most embarrassing do you think? thing. Oh, there were. It's one of the bigger tournaments. There were probably well, like watching you weigh in. Sixteen high schools with like twenty kids on each team, probably at least. You all were in like the same room. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Geez. Yeah, that's that's bad. Yeah. Plus, like officials and like coaches and stuff like that. I mean, there were probably at least like three hundred people in the room. It was pretty. There's actually so much more I could say to this, but it would not be appropriate for this podcast. <laughs> well, it would is it sports though? beat after hours, so it may be. <laughs> But, um, yeah, do you guys have anything, or do I just have to shed all my embarrassment out for those who are still listening? I've never done anything like that. See, baseball's different than, like, because I played mostly football. That was the only sport I ever got nervous in. And, like, no one's looking at the running back. Like, everyone looks at the quarterback, right? Whereas in baseball, if you're at the plate, everyone's staring at you. Or if you're on the mound, everyone's staring at you. So I've barfed before, but it's, like... No one noticed. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The most embarrassing thing that ever happened to me was probably after a game. I slapped a guy on the butt like really hard thinking it was my friend, but he turns around. It's like this old man. (laughs) (laughs) Old man? Yeah. (laughs) And all he said was, oh, sorry. And the guy didn't even reply because I ran away. Um, I actually have a good football story. This one's not as embarrassing as the other ones, but like people will still bring it up. Uh Uh-huh. Um... I, uh, when I was in eighth grade, we had two teams for our school, um, that played football and last game of the season, um, our two teams from PG junior playing against each other. And I was the running back and kick returner and, um, kind of a back and forth game, pretty evenly matched. And, um, uh, the other team, let's call them PG Vikings white, the Vikings white go up by, like, six points. They scored a touchdown. They kicked to us with, like, a minute left. Okay. Um, actually, it was less than a minute. It was, like, 20 seconds. There was, like, almost no time on the clock. Um, and so they kicked to us. I get the ball, and I was a speedster back then, and I broke off to the left-hand side. We're playing at AF Rotary Park, and blocking all lines up, I have a free um, – I have one guy to beat. It's the kicker. Okay. Super Ooh. unathletic kid. I totally remember kind of overweight, you know, hadn't really hit puberty yet. And I have the angle to cut and miss, make him miss, and score score the touchdown to win the game. So I make my move. I juke. I make the cut. I'm totally open. I stepped in a pothole. Oh, no. And tripped and fell. <laughs> Did you break your foot? No. Oh. It was like Cypress had it so was many like of those, six those inches potholes. shorter. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like it had grass in it, so like I couldn't see it because it wasn't just like a big hole of dirt. It was just, you know, a dip in the grass. And so I fell flat on my face in front of like the entire school, cheerleaders, everyone everything, everyone. That's awesome. Um it was brought up for the rest of the school year. That's in eighth grade. Did it uh, did it was it did they make it appear into the yearbook? No. That it, was like, awesome. it, it wasn't like oh. school teams until like we were in ninth grade. Oh, so they didn't like send this, out. Oh, oh, this is actually younger. This I, is eighth actually, grade. This oh, is eighth you're in eighth grade. Okay, yeah, yeah. it want to be your book. So it's like the, I think it was the Utah County Football League or Utah County Football UCFC was what it was back then. I don't know. I think it's part of the U Conference now. But anyway, is it? of course it yeah. is. Yeah, that's crazy because when I was growing up, U Conference I, was just Salt Lake. Yeah, and yeah. I played in. I played for so. The football leagues had like they were tied to junior highs. Yeah. So I played for or uh, it was called Canyon View. 
junior oh, okay. high school. So they did that. They made the switch for my school down. Or or you played it. Yeah, Canyon View and Orem, huh? Yes, because okay. I, I so I went to Viewmont High School, but yeah. they were they had oh, the X Man rule. I totally spaced about the 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 X Man that rule. you went yeah. that you lived in Orem for a point. Well, I didn't. So I was born in Orem because my dad went to BYU. Yeah. Right? So then I legend. We eventually got to uh, Bountiful. I went to Viewmont High eventually, but when I was little, the U football rules were if you weighed over a certain amount, they put an X on your helmet, and mm-hmm. you had to be on the line. But I was like, now that's just rude. It's well, the thing is, like, I have always been super heavy. So, like, I weighed more than my linemen, even though I was like faster and like more athletic than they were. So, my dad had me go down to Orem to play football because they did, they just had tryouts. And so, I played against like, you know, like, um, Jarrett Louie. I played against, uh, like a bunch of guys that ended up. Um, what, uh, were you the same age as Xavier Suofilo? Was he younger than you? Um, he's, he's younger, younger than, than me. You, yeah, I'm. I think I was like uh, um, Dallas Cowboys Xavier Suofilo. <laughs> well, I don't know if he is anymore. Anyways, yeah. So I played for Canyon View High okay. uh, Junior High School. So b- the before I started playing football, I didn't start playing till seventh grade. But I think the year before they were not tied to the junior highs anymore. Like that wasn't the team names, but they were. Um, by the city, so and um, it, there was the Alpine Eagles, uh, the Pleasant Grove Vikings, and the Pleasant Grove Lions, the Linden Steelers. Um, I can't remember what American Fork and Highland were, but all the different teams um, were like an NFL team, but uh-huh. tied to like the city. And then the next year, they switched it up, so it was like based on like where you were supposed to go to high school. So there were like three Lone Peak teams because Alpine had two teams and Highland had one. Um, there were three Viking teams because PG had two and Linden had one. Mm-hmm. American Fork had a team. Anyway, um, yeah, good times uh, yeah. to go back and reminisce on that. So, so uh, Trevor, you said you grew up in Magna. Yeah. Right? You're Magna's finest. Uh, what was it like? I wouldn't say finest. But... What was it like growing up over there? Well, things are certainly different over there. and It's West Side for sure. I, I definitely have to tiptoe around this because I still live in that area. And not, there's <laughs> not like in Magna, but like certain people who What's your address, Trevor? <laughs> I'll tell you later. Um who who know where I live could dangerous get, people? What? Maybe. Like How drug lords. You, know, you guys know that Magna just got a Burger King and like not even a <laughs> month later the SWAT team was already called there. Right. I, this is this is why Magna doesn't get nice things. Okay? <laughs> Here we are Magna, classifying Mag- Burger King as a nice thing. Magna is tearing down or, or had already uh, torn down their gun club to move Cypress High School over there. Oh, okay. Because Cypress High School sinks about a centimeter a year. Really? Into the ground. Yeah. Wait, sinks. so Cypress High so School is getting a new high school? Yeah, finally. Uh, they, they wanted to give Granger, you know, the, the <laughs> a brand new school first. And, you know, Hunter's still pretty nice. Because they're sure. allowed to have really nice things. Yeah. And I think Cypress is like the last school that ever needs it. And that's after tearing For down sure. Granite Granite yeah. School. Yeah, I was really mad when they tore down Granite High School. Like, I was hoping hoping against hope that maybe one day it would Come back. reopen. Or maybe they'd turn it into like a mall or something. I don't know. Okay. Like what they did with the old Jordan High School. Jordan Commons is actually the old Jordan High School. Did you know that? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So Jordan Commons is the old Jordan High School. And if you look at the front of it, you can see... 
the hey oh it's a school if you look from like Rio Tinto Stadium from that oh, yeah. side of the street. Um, Magna is definitely the last of the ghetto schools for sure. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, if you end up looking at it, you guys know uh, Sandlot, right? Yeah, everyone's seen it. That 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 just straight what? dirt field. Sorry, what Sandlot? You've never seen it? Okay, no. Cool. Um, What's it about? Stop it. <laughs> straight dirt field. You know? Yeah. That that is Magna or that is Cypress's soccer field. Oh oh. Okay. Wait like, for real or well? Okay, like there's weeds, a beast weeds like thrown in there. Well. There probably is a beast. Oh, so you're just using an allegory here. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, okay. I thought you were literally saying that's I'm basically like comparing it. No, they didn't actually shoot Sandlot on Cypress's soccer field. But that's just what Well, it's that's like. disappointing. Well, actually, if, if you really were going for that, I don't know why they, they didn't give it a try. I mean, it, it would have lived up to the hype. But Magna has gotten an Arby's. A Walmart, but the Walmart is only for groceries. It's not all the. It's oh, the, it, it's, it's the neighborhood market. Green, yeah, those things are yeah, dope. I live right next to one, and my okay. wife walks over like two or three times a week, and that's where she go. That she takes my son, and they go get baby food. And then they they just got a Taco Bell. Ooh. Still have one of those KFC A and Ws in one, okay, one place. And then, uh, yeah, Subway. They've. I mean, all that. It's it's crazy. Like whenever we would we would go out to lunch for for school, you had that really sketchy sandwich shop just down the road. Okay, I think it's called Ken's. Like, Sounds more like like Beaver than it does it's anywhere cool. in Salt Lake. My mom's actually from Beaver, so <laughs> well, I'm, I'm like sitting here relating to both Beaver and it's, Magna. Well, uh, Magna's crazy because like there are farms there still. Not really. There's like. Are they like radioactive animals? Well, would, would that not be Magna then? So Magna, it's like the south part of Magna. So Magna goes from seventy two hundred west to the point of the mountain, and then oh. after that, it, it's not ghetto anymore. As soon as you go around the point of the mountain, yeah. As soon as you go around the Ochre Mountains, so out to Tooele, Stansbury, uh-huh. that isn't ghetto anymore. But like, it, it it's just some of the funny things you end up seeing like, from Magna. Like, give us an example. What's the craziest thing? The craziest thing? Have you ever yes. done like a stand by me and followed some railroad tracks and like found a dead body or anything? No, okay. but uh, there was a really haunted, well, people claimed it was a haunted elementary school. Do you believe Ooh. in ghosts? I don't believe in ghosts. You don't believe in ghosts? But Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. I do. I do too. Well, I do. I don't. Um, Quick story. Uh, my wife's house that she grew up in was haunted and it was haunted by like their old family members. They have like pictures. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like some uh it, it to well, old No, lady it's not shiz. it old lady shiz. It's like friendly ghosts that were like out looking friendly looking ghosts. out for the family okay. members. Yeah, like they like would just kind of like play pranks <laughs> and like move stuff and like they would always hear footsteps like when nobody what? was home. My wife's room was like in the basement and so she would like hear people moving around even though there was like nobody home or like Okay. Um my mother in law said at one point that um she like went to go to the kitchen to go grab a drink of water and she like bumped into what she thought was a child and when she like reached out to like feel, there was nothing there. Weird. But she like distinctly felt her bumping into people, bumping into like someone that was like small. Um my wife's youngest sister, like all the pictures that they have of her when she was little, uh-huh. have orbs around them. Like every single picture of her when she was little, ha- like inside the house has an orb by it, but no one else, no other pictures of the house have orbs, but like all of her pictures have orbs. So just some stuff. I went on it. We'll have to talk about this. I went on a ghost hunting tour in New England once. It was really cool. Scary as heck, but. 
I, I've, anyway. heard, I've heard of those things. But, yeah, so there was this uh, – obviously, it wasn't no longer a school, and it hadn't been since I've been alive. But it was on the very corner. It was on the uh, north northwest corner of Magna, like almost to the, the uh, 201 freeway. Okay. And it, it was, and so people would say, like, at night, you know, there was, like, ghosts there, and no one would ever go there. And finally, there was just some person who was sick of it and burned it down. Oh, cool. Just wow. straight up arson, but, cool. but they didn't, like, file charges because they were going to tear They're it down like, anyway. It was like, ah, whatever. <laughs> oh, thanks for doing... Yeah, now like, we ah, don't whatever. have to contract this right. out. We'll have to pay this. The city doesn't have to pay now. Um, what about, like... Oh, and, and uh, by the way, the, the driver's ed, like, training course... At is, Cyprus? Is in, yeah, Cyprus's driver's ed training course is in the parking lot of that deserted elementary oh, school. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, Webster Elementary is what it was called. Cyprus's parking lot is really weird. Like, yeah, so weird. Like, I've never been to Cyprus High School. I've only been You're to Magnum missing. once. Um, huh. At a prior job, I worked as a orthopedic tech, and so I'd, like, deliver, like, braces stuff. like knee braces and stuff to people yeah. and like if you've ever seen those like knee scooters that football players get after they no. have surgery so i'd have to go deliver those to people and i went like way out like to bfe like 5600 west <laughs> um 9000 west is like magna. maybe it was like 90th west it actually i can't remember 7200 west all the way to to nine thousand. Yeah. Okay, it was like in the nineties. Okay, or may, maybe it was in the eighties. Fifty six is like all Target. I know is like I literally drove like I drove for like forty minutes and there was just like Nothing. I was so confused on where I was. Um, Did you have to pass the speedway, like the Rocky Mountain Raceway? Yeah, the Rocky Mountain Raceway. I don't know. Which is maybe I'll take the long way home tonight. R.I.P. By the way, um, the Rocky Mountain Raceway. Sometimes is this weird that sometimes I go and drive up and down like South Temple. What? Um, at night, like at like one in the morning. Why? I just like to listen to podcasts and like unwind after I get done with work. And so I'll go drive up. Is it South Temple that has like the Catholic Church and like the um, the Masonic Temple? I can't remember if it's South or North Temple. Um, it's North Temple. North Temple. Has so I go drive the Madeline. up. Yeah, well, it's I, not really North Temple, but it's like it's yeah, like second. Yeah, North or something. So I go drive up there past the Madeline Cathedral and uh, past the Masonic Temple. I just think the dude, architecture on that road's really cool. And so I'll around, like drive up it like all the way up to the U and then flip back around. And dude, you need to drive around the avenues. There's yeah, some cool no, stuff I, I love driving around the avenues. I do it during the day though because I don't want people to like get freaked out that there's like some random <laughs> yeah, car. Some people could. Um, like one thing that I actually do is like once a week I'll go stop after I get done with work at like one in the morning. We're building a house right now, and I'll go stop at, like, the construction lot to go see, like, what's going on, mm. and I'll go pull into the neighborhood, and like I said, it's one in the morning, and I'll, like, pull in kind of to the driveway sem- semi. It's just, like, not poured right. yet, so it's just dirt, and then I'll, like, turn on the brights and get out of my car and, like, look down and, like, see what's going on, and I'm sure all the people that, like, are in houses right now in the neighborhood are kind of like, what the heck is going on? I don't know if it happens with other people. Maybe I should do it during the day, but... It's not convenient for me during the day, so. So I will actually say, Magna, not all of it is ghetto because right. growing up, there 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 was basically two two parts of Magna, really ghetto, and the <laughs> the nicer part of of Magna, not so ghetto. So it's basically everything surrounding Cypress High School is ghetto, but then you go you go farther, you know, as you get closer to the border between West Valley and Magna, right, and it's then nice. and then like Kearns, but like Kearns is still, still iffy. Pretty ghetto. Like right there, so it's basically like a box if if you think about it. So basically, yeah. like two hundred one to like 
I would say 3100 South, and then from the driver's ed course or the yeah. mountain, if you will, all the way to uh, all the way. I would say 8400 West is everything in there is ghetto. I I did not live in any any part of that. My my older brother when he first got married and bought a house was in the ghetto. I was freaked out every time I'd go to his house at <laughs> it's night. It's scary. And you, you know you know how Zach's saying that you know you, you don't normally drive up and down because to freak people out. Yeah. That is in, that is actually encouraged because you actually feel safer when someone's driving down the road. Right. You know someone else is there. Well, but so here's the thing: somebody, like, if someone's driving out of, like, up the road, like, aren't you worried that it might be like a drive-by shooting or something? No, like, you're more worried about someone walking up and shanking you. Okay, so you're not worried about like drive-by shootings or anything, or should you be? Drive-bys is like a West Valley thing. That's what I was gonna say. Is like <laughs> whenever we see about drive-bys on the news, it's usually in West Valley. Normally, they end up or having like knives in Magna, and they and they usually hop out of cars and like. You know, Are you shame. serious? From from what I've heard, it's never <laughs> happened to me. Okay, because you're alive still. But there, but I, I have had, and a lot of it happens on Magna Main, which is where that that the new Burger King was built. So that that was the first. Problem. So I shouldn't go drive through Magna at night. Magna Main, do not go down Magna Main. Which, when am I going to go to Magna? That is the freakiest part of the entire state of Utah. Really? Is it really? Yes. Why? There have been murders just on like the side of the road because there's there's like a bar on there as well, like a really old bar. Uh-huh. Right down there. They they even closed down there were there was actually a really sketchy Chinese restaurant there once before. <laughs> I had it once and let's just say I didn't have it again. Well, people always was, say that like Redwood Road's like shack. the freakiest part. Like the what? Redwood Road. Depending on no, what that part has of Redwood nothing Road. Nothing on Magna Main. Really? Nothing. Nah. Redwood's pretty tame. Do you Redwood can't Red- even tie Magna Main's shoes. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Well, this is this by is the fun. way. I love people from Magna. I have friends in there. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. It's just sketchy because of the people on Magna Main, and you know the people I'm talking about. That I'm friends with. They don't live there in yeah. in, in the ghetto part of Magna. They live in the good part. <laughs> so, like, what kind of things are going on? Like, is it like South Temple? Is it South Temple? That, no, it's North Temple that we go. With the Wiener Schnitzel and yeah, like the Gateway Inn, also would know that one. Yeah, North, that's North Temple <laughs> with like the sketchy motel. I always get South and North Temple mixed up. It's North Temple. It's the north side of the Triad yeah. Center. Um, South Temple. Is and I literally like, saw a drug deal go down at the Wiener Schnitzel there. <laughs> we no all the time. Meet me at the Wiener Schnitzel. There's always yeah. drug deals going. No, down we so yeah, we went to north like Temple. that. We went to yeah. the Rancheritos there at like <laughs> one thirty in the morning. I always call that Beto's, no matter what it, no yeah, matter what it's called. But yeah, it's yeah. Awesome. Well, you know what? I'm gonna give the proper name to those that fuel the podcast. You know, like they have been behind so many great moments in this podcast because it's they true. fed us and they kept us. They gave us sustenance, and they nourished and you know made our bodies, our bodies nourished and strengthened our bodies. <laughs> Um, oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, I we wouldn't have this podcast today this if it rails. wasn't Damn. for bacon and egg breakfast burritos from Rancheria. California burrito? What are you talking about? No, dude. You don't eat a California Guys. burrito at one in the morning. No. Trust me. Yeah, it's, I I don't. Yeah, I I okay. It's really really good, but you don't like what happens afterwards. No, it's good. But the real secret, Emma's got it. He R- told bro, it to me. It's. Al Pastor fries. Yeah, Al Pastor fries. If you don't know, now you know. I now know. You get carne asada fries, but instead of carne asada, you get Al Pastor, which is like the marinated pork 
and they oh. they load they, that it's baby It's cheese up. fries with sour cream, guacamole, and then al pastor on it, and uh, it is it is the shot bomb. the door. Life no, I'm dead serious. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Hema gave me a bite of his once, and like I couldn't stop thinking about it for like a week. <laughs> And so finally, why am I just I finding out about this? Because you don't work. Well, you used to not work Sundays, and that was when we'd go. Yeah, are you here Sunday? I am here Sunday, we're but hey, go I'm, Sunday. I'm. But hold on, when do you guys go? Like when we're hungry. Uh, usually after the five o'clock news, between oh, okay. five and ten. I'm actually from ten to six thirty. Okay, on Sunday. Dope. So like six o'clock. Father's Day, by the way. Maybe we we'll spend go. Father's Day with the U.S. Women's National Team. Uh, we need to maybe do something about dads this week. We're 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 bringing a bunch of uh, podcast content um, this week because we have a special guest in town that Ham is trying to line up. Yeah. He doesn't look too secret. enthusiastic about it right now, but he is. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking with Jeremiah Jensen tomorrow. I think we'll release it later this week, though. Um, about the jazz and the NBA draft and yeah. all that good stuff. And yeah, but um, I think that's all we have for today. We're like 55 minutes in. So predictions, we, though, NBA finals. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, it's Golden State is up by two with four minutes and 20 seconds left, 420, uh, 78 Real quick, who's going? Uh, Raptors are winning. Raptors are winning. What do you think? I say Warriors win by two. Ooh. Going game seven, game seven, but Toronto wins in game seven. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think, they I think Toronto's wrapping it up tonight. I so. think Toronto wraps it up tonight. I think that it's we're going to see, I, I think Kawhi is going to kind of go off on like that same run that he did at the end of game five, like that 12-point yeah. run, but they're actually not going to call like a terrible timeout, make Nurse <laughs> learn his lesson. Um, and you know, if DeMarcus Kawhi. Cousins has like the worst 90 seconds of his season um, against... Uh, uh, against the uh, Raptors, uh, they're going to take advantage of it because he was horrible in the last couple of possessions there. But, um, yeah, I'm going Raptors in six. All right. Cool. Well, Trev, thanks for coming on the show. It was a pleasure having you. Hey, pleasure's all mine. And more I importantly, this. you beat Austin to the podcast. My life can now end, and I, I'd be happy with it. Well, I am Henry Louis Jr. He's Zachary Hicken. Thanks for listening to Sports Beat After Hours. Good night, everybody.